And welcome to all of you as we gather together for worship this day. Um, I have with me um, a small special guest. Um, Leslie is hanging out with me in my office. Uh, Leslie being my daughter um, in my office as I record this. So there may be some extra chatter in the background. Um, but I think we'll, I think we'll get through it. Um, but it is good to be together across time and space and place. And we begin our worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who f- greets us in this and every season, whose word never fails, whose promise is sure. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of our neighbor. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned. We have hurt our community. We have squandered your blessings. We have hoarded your bounty. In the name of Jesus, forgive us and grant us your mercy. Righteous God, we confess that we have sinned. We have failed to be honest. We have lacked the courage to speak. We have spoken falsely. In the name of Jesus, forgive us and grant us your mercy. God is a cup of cold water when we thirst. God offers boundless grace when we fail. Claim the gift of God's mercy. You are freed and forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O God, our defender, storms rage around and within us and cause us to be afraid. Rescue your people from despair, deliver your children from fear, and preserve us in the faith of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Romans, the 10th chapter. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is, to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on the Lord. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear with, without someone to proclaim to them to him? To proclaim him. And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. In the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, 
But by this time, the boat battered by the waves was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink, Peter cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God, the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. How do we know that a message or an action or just something that happens in the world is from God or done by the power of God? Or what are the powers that we in our day ascribe only to God? You know, if we were to go around, if we could answer these questions together across the internet, I'm sure we'd all have something slightly different to say, but certainly within a similar theme. And as Lutherans, primary to the powers that we ascribe only to God is the power of salvation through the cross and the gift of faith in Jesus Christ. For people in Jesus' time, it was the ability to command the water and the seas that was a power ascribed only to God. It goes back to the creation story in Genesis where God swept over the waters of the face of the earth and created the world by taming them. And Jesus walking on the water and the storm ceasing once he got into the boat was distinctive evidence to the disciples that Jesus was the Son of God, which is why they worship him and declare, truly, you are the Son of God at the end of our story today. And so all of this leads me to wondering, why did Peter want to get out of the boat and walk on the water so badly? In some ways, it's a bit arrogant of Peter. What he asks Jesus for is the ability to be like God, to have some command over the waters and the seas, even for just a moment. But as Peter walks on the water, as he acts in a godlike manner, it turns out that he really can't handle being like God. It is too much for him. Peter becomes afraid and calls out to Jesus in his need, Lord, save me. Now, Where else does this theme of wanting to be like God, but it turns out it's not all it's cracked up to be, appear? Back to Genesis again, where Adam and Eve eat the fruit from the forbidden tree because they desire to be like God, to know the difference between good and evil, and it turns out that doesn't work very well for them, now does it? And what I think this parallel between this story of Jesus walking on the water and these themes from from the creation story in Genesis do for us is that they invite us to reimagine what Jesus is saying to Peter when Jesus says to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? 
We so often hear that phrase as Jesus admonishing or maybe even shaming Peter for being afraid of the winds and for getting distracted by all that is going on around him. But what if Jesus is asking, what if Jesus asking Peter why he doubted is less about Peter being afraid and instead is Jesus asking Peter why Peter felt he needed to be like God? why he didn't trust when jesus said i am it is me and what if jesus asking peter why he doubted is more like when god asks adam and eve have you eaten from the fruit of the tree of which i commanded you not to eat because what god asks adam and eve and what i think jesus is asking peter is why did you doubt and not trust that i am god and you are human why did you need to try and know and control what isn't yours to control and know and at different points in our lives this is a question that jesus asks each of us too why do we doubt and not trust that jesus is god why do we sometimes put our trust in things other than jesus why do we want to control things that are not ours to control and the short answer is because we are all human we want things to happen when we want them to and we want them things to go according to our plan we often and without thinking about it place our trust in that which is not god because it sometimes just feels like the easier and safer and surer option We want to walk on the water when our job is usually to stay in the boat and to go where Jesus is leading us next, trusting that he goes with us, that he comes to meet us, and that we will meet him wherever it is we go. And in those moments where we try our hand at walking on the water only to look around and realize this isn't going quite how we thought it would, and like Peter cry out, Lord, save me, Jesus reaches out to you from the where his hands are opened and they reach out to the whole world and he catches catches us all and returns us gently and safely to our place in the boat to our place in a trusting relationship with god a relationship which is made possible by jesus's life death and resurrection my dear siblings in christ god does not need us to be god jesus does not need us to save the world God is very excellent at being God without our help, and Jesus has already saved the world for us. What God wants is to be in a loving and trusting relationship with you and with all people through Jesus. And when we, and in those moments when we lose sight of this, Jesus is always there, catching us and bringing us back into this loving and trusting relationship. Amen. We will sing together the hymn, Eternal Father, Strong to Save.
living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Gathered together into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Go in peace, share the harvest. Thanks be to God.